The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Okay, so my guests today, uh, amongst others, uh, AJ Spiller and Justin Daigle in New Zealand ice hockey, there's probably nothing they haven't done apart from play for the women's ice hockey team in New Zealand. That would be about fair, wouldn't it, gentlemen? You've uh, all been water boys. I'm sure that you've done various coaching roles and players roles and a whole bunch of other stuff in New Zealand ice hockey. Is there anything that you don't think you have done in the game yet that you could do, AJ, in the, in the game in New Zealand? There's probably lots, but yeah, I've never played for the men's team either. So there you go. Um, yeah. Off the top of my head, that would be the quick one. All right, Justin, what about you? Yeah, not not to just copy his answer, but probably the same. Haven't yeah. haven't uh, haven't represented the country in any capacity other than the coach. So there you go. All right, all good. Okay, so right, so let's press on. The whole reason we're here is so often from people we hear, "Oh look, hey, this team's going to win, that team's going to win." So I thought. You know what, I'm going to drag in some experts, and I use the term loosely there. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to go through some random picks. We're going to try and explain, uh, if you ever can, how the NHL works a little bit for New Zealanders. Uh, try and encourage them to go and watch ice hockey uh, via ESPN, Sky Sports. And then we're going to give you our picks. So let's start from the very top. AJ Spiller. Who wins the Stanley Cup? And I'm happy to give you three picks. On the, the very from the very top, I thought we were going to do the journey all the way through to who wins the Stanley. Oh, Cup. like it, it would be easy, but I think let's just go for the the prize to start off with. All right. So the Leafs beat the Flames in the finals. That's cold. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, who have you got? Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, I think I think Colorado's got a good chance at repeating. Yeah. Yeah, and all the and if not Calgary. Yeah, of course. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all the research I've done and all the uh, early odds on betting seems to be that the uh, the Avs are going to repeat. So who knows? Uh, let's ask AJ this next question because it's the question that most Maple Leafs fans will be asking themselves: What have the Maple Leafs got to do to go past round one in the playoffs? Well, it's, right now it's just got to be numbers pretty well. It's been so long. It, it kind of just has to happen. I think I think one day it's going to happen, and it's got to be this year. So All right. Justin, not too much different than what they have. Okay. That's Justin, what do you seven. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, Justin, what do you think the Maple Leafs have got to do to win? Um, to be fair, I think they need to bolster their back end a little bit. Um, I'm a firm believer in – defense wins or at least helps win championships uh, and I just think that they're missing a key part on the back end there and and big question mark still in in terms of the goaltending um hopefully for for Matt Murray's sake he can um you know do a good job um being a hometown boy and and all that hopefully the homecoming gives him a bit of a boost and had a bit of a tough go there in Ottawa so um would like to see him bounce back but I think I think yeah the, the question marks in goal and and on the back end are probably their big Achilles heel Okay, so flipping it over to the other side of the country where they expect to win as much as, as probably the Maple Leafs do to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I apologise now, Justin, because I know that you're a Flames fan and uh, the Battle of Alberta, etc. But uh, Matthews and McDavid are going to be names that we're probably going to be hearing as we go through our picks. AJ, what have the Edmonton Oilers got to do to win? Yeah, I think they're pretty similar to Toronto. Maybe not quite as much depth in their forward group that Toronto has. Um, Goaltending is still a question mark because um, Jack Campbell, like he hasn't played really a full season ever. He had a good start to the season in Toronto last year. Pretty decent playoffs. Um, but Edmonton, kind of the same as Toronto. It seems like their D lacked a little bit and their goaltending lacked a little bit. And their firepower is in a couple of guys. Same as Toronto. But yep. Maybe not quite the same depth. So... Okay. Uh, Justin, pretty similar. Justin, what about you for the Oilers? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, that, that exactly as AJ said, I think question mark and net, hopefully Jack Campbell can do well. He's a, he's a pretty, well, look, don't know the guy, but he seems like a pretty good guy, um, works hard, has a good attitude. Um, and, and again, question mark on the back end. And I think, yeah, like AJ said, they, they got to try to find a way to spread the wealth a little bit. It can't just be a, a two trick pony with, with dry and McDavid. Um, they're going to need, I mean, Evander Kane did great for them in the playoffs, um, um really boosted them, but, uh, again, he's, he's, yeah, I think they, they just need to need to have some depth and a bit more grit to their game. Um, some of their role-playing guys are, are smaller guys. Um, and so I think they, they need to add a bit of physicality to, to have a good, good push at it. And to prove to how, how much sort of on task you guys are, the Hockey News said the Oilers' biggest problem is Jack Campbell couldn't get the Leafs past the first round, never started in more than 49 games, and the de- defence at the Leafs is actually better than it is at the Oilers. So there could be some huge problems there. So you're spot on with those calls. All good. Okay. The President's Cup, which is the club with the best overall record during the regular season. AJ, I'm going to let you go. Uh, again, you can have three picks because I think it's just too hard to zero in on one team. Three pick. Well, I had mine narrowed down to one. So. Oh, there you go. Wait I'm for gonna it. Go, and I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Woo. I yep. think they win the President's. Yep. Okay. Justin? Yeah, uh Carolina's up there in my top three. So if, if I was to stick with the, the picking three, um, it'd be the Flames, Carolina, and Colorado. Nice. Good work. And I've got the Panthers, the Avs, and the Flames. Uh, Prince of Wales, the playoff champ in the Eastern Conference. AJ, who have you got? I Well, following on from my Stanley Cup pick, I have to have the Leafs. So... I got the Leafs. Yeah, of course you do. Yep. Yep. No worries. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, that first pick is just garbage. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I'm I'm in trouble then. Yeah. Uh, Justin, who have you got? Yeah, I've got Carolina coming out of the East. There you go. That's all right. And because I'm the host and I can choose, I had the Lightning, the Leafs, the Panthers, or the Hurricanes. I've almost covered off the entire division there. Great work. <laughs> uh, okay. The Clarence Campbell Trophy, uh, which is the playoff champion in the Western Conference. I'm pretty sure I know the way Justin's going to go on this one, but AJ, what are you going for this one? Yeah, I said at the top two, it would be the Leafs and the Flames in the finals. So I'm going to go with the Flames. And the only reason I didn't have the Flames for the President's Cup, President's Trophy, because I think they have a good chance at it. But um, when you have that much turnover they'll probably struggle a little bit out of the gate but by the end of it i think they'll have it pretty dialed in especially with um daryl sutter there nice justin who have you got yeah i have to stick with my pick um colorado hopefully hopefully the flames can uh, can can punch their ticket and end up in the final for a flames maple leafs final but uh, i still think colorado is going to be the the top dog Nice. And just, you guys probably know about this tradition, but does one of you want to explain to me the tradition about either the Prince of Wales trophy or the Clarence Campbell trophy? Do either of you know it? Um, not the, touching it versus touching it. That's it. Yeah. So if you win the, if you win the, the championship, you're not allowed to touch that trophy because apparently if you touch it, you don't win the Stanley Cup. Although Tampa Bay, Tampa yeah, exactly. Bay, yeah, they, they were adamant. They picked it up, grabbed it, had a photo with it, and did the whole nine yards, and they ended up winning the cup. So, yeah, so didn't Colorado think, do Colorado did that last year too, didn't they? Yeah, they I did. don't know if they touched it. They gathered around it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so, I don't remember if they touched it or not. I like they're all superstitions are made to be broken. Okay, the next big one, I guess, is the Hart Memorial Trophy, which is the regular season MVP for the entire season. AJ, who have you got? Uh, I have, well, I have Connor McDavid. I think, yeah, I think he's, he should maybe be in the chance to win it every year and he's won it twice now. I think he wins it for the third time and that'll make him, I think the ninth player in history to win it three times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have him. And then obviously Matthews is pretty close for me. And I think um, Kale McCarr would be pretty close in that one too, but I'll go with McDavid. Okay. Justin, who have you got? I got the exact same three. Um, McDavid, Matthews, McCarr. All M names too, eh? The three M's. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And I had McDavid and Matthews, so let's be honest. Uh, the Jack Adam Award, which is the coach who's contributed most to his, his team's success. AJ, who have you got? I have Rod Brindamore just because I have Carolina to win the President's Trophy. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're going to have a really good year. He's been there for a few years now. I think he's been pretty close. So I'd say this year he's going to get it. Yeah. 
Uh, Justin, who you got? Yeah, I, I have the same. Unless unless some of my teams to keep an eye on end up having some ridiculous season, um, which is the likes of Detroit, Buffalo, or Philly, then then you might be able to throw um, some of those coaches in the mix. Tortorella, keep an eye on Torts in Philly. Yeah. Um, uh, he's going to shake things up for sure. But other, other than that, yeah, yeah, I got Brindamore. Yeah, and towards, towards he could be either when the when the Jack Adams would be the first one fired. Well, yeah, 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 yeah not wrong, <laughs> not wrong. And it breaks my heart to say this as a Harvey the Hound fan, but uh, Philly have got the best mascot of all time, Gritty. Love him the bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, all right. So the one that really counts, uh, the Vesnia Trophy, the best goalie as voted by GM of all NHL clubs. Uh, AJ, who have you got? This is a tough one because I. It seems like goalies don't play as much anymore. Like they don't play the the bulk of games. Yeah. So I think Shesterkin probably has a really good chance to repeat. I don't think Vasilevsky will win it because I think they'll rest him a little bit more. Same with a lot of guys in Tampa. So I'm going to stick with the Carolina theme and I'm going to go Frederick Anderson, even though he doesn't generally play a lot of the games. Yeah. I think if they win the President's Cup, or the president's trophy, it'll be because their goaltending is really good. And, and yeah, that'll give them a good chance. Outstanding. Justin, who have you got? And I know that he's going to be wearing the number 25. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Markstrom has a standout year. Um, yeah. I think he's he's kind of always in that sort of finalist um, mention or has been the last couple of years. So I'm hoping he, he does a good job with Calgary. Um, he is a bit of a workhorse goalie, plays quite a few games. So, um, yeah, hoping hoping that Markstrom is the guy. Okay. All right. And I've got Markstrom the same. Um, he was unlucky not to win it last year. I think if the Flames had gone on a little bit further in the playoffs, he probably would have. But hey, look, that's it. Uh, let's put a hold on the, the Cups for a second. Uh, let's play the who Who are the teams to keep an eye on just for interest sake during the season? AJ, do you want to tell us who your sort of two or three picks are just to keep an eye out for them? I think to start with, it's Chicago because I don't think or I don't think Patrick Kane will be there for the whole year. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Mm -hmm. I've heard he is rumored to the Leafs, which would be pretty cool. It'd be a tough power play. Doesn't really solve any of the defense issues that they might need, but they'd be fun to watch. That's yep. for sure. Um, and then the other one would just be Arizona to see, you know, what's happening with their rink, how that all plays out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an interesting story to me. Yeah, uh, let, let's be honest, Arizona, they hit rock bottom last year. So like you say, the only way's up now. Uh, new arena, different personnel. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Justin, who have you got? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see how Philly does with Torts um, on, on, on the bench there. Um, the other one, like I, I noticed some, some, some interesting signings was Detroit. And, and I mean, they, they kind of, they got a few pieces that, that might be able to, to surprise some people. So I've, I've got my eye on Detroit, just, just, um, quietly to see how they do. Um, and then Columbus, uh, for some reason, I'm a bit intrigued just to see what Johnny Hockey's impact is away from Calgary and without his line mate, Chucky, and just, um, with line a, you know, he's now got like a true sniper to work with, assuming they're on the same line. Um, so yeah, those, those would probably be the ones that I'm, I'm interested in. Um, and obviously Calgary, I mean, I'll be watching like a Hawk and hopefully all this, all this talk. I hate when all the analysts are pumping your team's tires. Cause it seems to bite them in the butt. It's rare that it works out. So, um, I'll be, I'll be watching Calgary diligently. Not wrong. And apparently if you were in the saddle dome last night, Michael Bublé roasted Johnny hockey and got a big, <laughs> yeah, so you, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, my team's to keep an eye on uh, the Senators, naturally, because I'm a Cam Talbot nut. Uh, he did really well. I couldn't believe it when he'd been traded, but then I saw who he'd been traded for, Marc-Andre Fleury, and thought, hey, actually, you know, that's not too bad. Uh, and Arizona, like you say, uh, AJ, just because of uh, they can only go up. So your players to keep an eye on, the ones that we should be looking at, maybe. Uh, AJ, who have you got? Players to keep an eye on? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think... Like just with the top guys, Kale McCarr, I think obviously everyone knows he's really good, but you know, if, if he can push up to maybe be in the race for the hard trophy, that would be pretty cool. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, I hadn't really thought actually about a lot of players to keep an eye on, yeah. but yeah. yeah, those, those would be the main, like the, I always follow the top guys. I think how Kucherov bounces back will be pretty interesting. And I also think, too, just like I said, with the whole Patrick Kane saga, 
kind of how he starts his year off and, and what that does to where he might end up around the trade deadline. Yeah. Justin, who have you got just to keep a sort of a lazy eye on? Yeah. Um, always. I, I kind of like, like to see um, players in the same position and how, how the two perform. So it's Bakar and Fox um, kind of interested to see that one. Cause they're kind of always in that top defenseman conversation. Um, interesting one, like, like, so Tyler Sagan is going to be the highest paid player in the NHL this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what Dallas is doing too, I guess, as, as far as a team to watch, but, but Tyler Sagan specifically, like, it's always interesting when you see backloaded contracts and players are getting to the end of those contracts. And you, mm-hmm. It's, it's always interesting to see what, what they can do. Um, and then, and then always going to watch Matthews. I hope he can have another 60, 60 goal season. And, um, and yeah, just, just, Love watching him shoot. It's incredible. So be keeping an eye on on his scoring production. Not wrong. Uh, for me, it's Ottinger from the Dallas Stars. The way he played against the Calgary Flames in the playoffs was just superhuman. Uh, it actually reminded me of a young man called Barr who played for the Auckland Marco in their very first game. Uh, yeah. Just like a fortress, it was unbelievable. Um, and uh, obviously Jack Campbell. And uh, of course, uh, Milan Lucic, because you have to keep an eye on Luch. He's just... Uh, <laughs> And I, I hear from uh, people I know in Calgary that some of his impact is going away because every time he gets the puck, the crowd gives it the big looch. So he actually can't put on as many big hits as he used to. So oh, look, that's all good. <laughs> uh, who's the who's the worst teams in the upcoming season, AJ? The worst teams? I Yeah, I think um, Carolina and Chicago will str- – or sorry, Carolina, Arizona. Carolina had them <laughs> win the President's Trophy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Arizona and Chicago is kind of who I had that will struggle a little bit this season. Yeah. Justin, who have you got? Yeah, I had I had those two as well as Seattle Kraken. I think they're still a little ways away from uh, from doing anything. And yeah. and on that note, actually, a team that just dawned on me that I, I keep forgetting is, is Vegas. I think Vegas could have another um, – big season so not not one that is going to underperform but but uh they'll i'll be watching vegas closely too they're who knows what they could do yeah exactly. i think vegas is pretty interesting too because they could even be grouped in who loses their coach first because they seem to go through them pretty quickly and uh-huh. yeah they're yeah. uh definitely interesting to watch yeah. uh for me it's the black hawks and the coyotes uh because of the reasons that you've said aj before they're at rock bottom so it's either going to go one or two ways. Um, I suspect it's going to go worse than it get better. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out the Kraken's new mascot as a. a <laughs> I'm like, you maybe could have used Davy Jones, but hey, look, well, what is what was that show? Fergle Rock. Do you guys do you yeah, guys remember yeah, the yeah. show Fergle yeah. Rock? Yeah, he yeah, looks yeah. like one of the Fergle Rock characters. Yeah, so when I yeah. saw him coming down, I was like. How did this pass? Like, how, how did they allow this? Yep, <laughs> but anyways. Yep. I like, that's all good. All right. Um, who's the first team to lose their general manager, AJ? Their general manager, I, I don't know. That's a tough one to me. Who's going to lose their GM? And, and same as coach. I think it's it's hard to decide who's going to lose their coach or their GM. Yep. Um, if I was going to pick someone, and I hate picking someone because it is it is a tough thing, but I'll go on the coaching side. And I'll go with um, Peter Laviolette in Washington. He's been there for a few years now. And if they don't get out of the gate very strong with kind of an aging Ovechkin and Backstrom and they're not in the hunt, I think that's maybe the chance there. Um, And I had the Leafs to win the cup, so they can't fire Sheldon Keefe. Okay, yeah. Uh, Justin, who you got? Yeah, um, I think... Yeah, I, I don't know how long the Tortorella experiment will last. Um, there was some some former Philadelphia Flyers players who just um, tweeted and and put on Instagram "R.I.P. Florida or uh, Flyers." And so yeah. um, I don't know. I think I think as far as guys getting axed, it, it could very easily be him um, early on in the experiment. But I have been watching some of the behind the scenes stuff for their training camp, and and well, he's every Tortorella. If the team buys in, then then he could do some something special, but um, who knows whether that'll happen. Yeah, uh, and for me, um, if the Maple Leafs get off to a horrible start, which I'm hoping they don't, because they look for the game, the good of the game, it's important that they actually get off to a good start. But I suspect that if they don't, then Keith will get the uh, the shepherd's hook, so to speak. Um, okay, so playoffs are all about momentum as we get to that playoffs round, especially in the NHL. 
I've had a whole bunch of different theories, but out of that seven games, um, which is the most important to you, AJ, when the playoffs hit? Which is the one that you go, ah, they've got this one now. They've just got to back it up. Yeah, I think it's, well, always the next one. Yeah. But I think anywhere in around game three or game four is, is really, really important. Game four, obviously, you can win the series in game four, or you can take kind of a pretty good hold on it to go up 3-1. Or it can be 2-2 and you can go and be going back to the other team's um, building. So I think game four is a big one. Obviously, the next one is always the biggest. Um, but I don't think there's a lot of momentum that changes in between games in the playoffs, mm-hmm. especially in the NHL. I think, um, you know, pros are pretty good at leaving the last game behind them and refocusing on the next one. And the amount of work they put in behind the scenes to get the team prepared, I don't think – the previous game has that big of an impact on the next one. Yeah. Justin, what do you got for at those seven games? Which is the most important? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, it, it, if you look at it as far as having a deep playoff push, um, you know, there, there's pivotal games, you know, games that either tie a series or give a two-game series lead to the other team. Um, but when you look at it, I think Colorado's the first team in, in recent memory that didn't have a game seven where they won it and punched their ticket to the next series. Um, and if you look on a lot of the deep, um, you know, playoff and, and Stanley Cup runs, there is a, a series that came to seven, could have gone either way. And the eventual champion were the ones that, that took that series and moved on to the next one. So, um, yeah, I think if you're looking at it as far as deep cup run, then winning a game seven is huge. Yeah, not wrong. Uh, for me, it's three or four, just like AJ, uh, purely because of that thing of if you win game three you've got, and you've won the first two you're on, it can create a whole bunch of different issues. So, yeah, for me, it's game three or four. Let's get back to our trophies. The Jim Gregory GM of the Year Award. Uh, who's it going to be, AJ? Uh, Brad Tree Living. Just yep. with all the work that he's done, shifting people around and bringing people in, I think it's awesome how he managed to do all that. It was really well done. Yeah, And, and exciting, too, for the offseason and the NHL because there's not always a lot of excitement in the off season. And I think that that was really cool. Everything that went on. Mm. Uh, Justin, who have you got? Yeah. I mean, same. You, you look at the work he's done. He, he took, you know, the house was burning down around him and, and he managed to, to smolder the flames and, and, uh, and make some stuff happen. And, and as a flames fan, you know, like it, it was, it was awesome because when you lose Johnny and then, you, you know, Chucky's falling right behind and those are guys you've supported for years and years into the backbone of your organization um, with some of the comments they were making too, you're like, nobody's going to play in Calgary now. <laughs> like, yeah. and then, and then for him to find and, and replace those guys as well as he's done and add a few pieces like Kadri. And, um, you know, I just think, yeah, you, you can't do better than he's done with his off season, given the hand he was dealt. Not wrong. Uh, and for all those people who sent me everything from uh, pictures of the saddle dome burning down uh, to uh, team for hire pitches during the off season. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Just done an amazing job there. Um, let's ask the $64 million question then, and it's this. And I didn't put it down on your list, but I'm going to ask you. If McDavid or Matthews fails to win the Stanley Cup this year round, do they get traded off or do they leave that team and go and find another franchise in the quest for a Stanley Cup? AJ? Uh, well, short answer for me is no, I don't think they do. I think they're both pretty committed people. And I think that, yeah, they're pretty proud of who they play for. And it seems like they both want to win where they are. You know, they've, they've been there for a long time now. Um, McDavid obviously signed a big deal. Matthew signed a big deal as well. I think just the story of both of their franchises that probably can't find too many better than those two. So um, you know, McDavid can follow in Gretzky's footsteps and Matthews can break a drought that seems to be going on forever and ever and with no end in sight. So, yeah, I, th- I don't think either one of them look to leave or get traded. Yeah. Justin, for you? I Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, AJ's right. I think that if, if one of the two was to, let's say we're picking one out of the two that would, I think it would be Matthews. Um, just, I think that, you know, it might be daunting looking at the history and how long the drought's been. And, um, and I just, I think he's, he's an American born player. There might be part of him that wants to go home at some point. Um, and, and I think, yeah, if you're, if you're tossing up between either McDavid or Matthews, who would leave their franchise, then I'm, I'm picking Matthews. 
Mm, okay, yeah, uh, for me, I'm probably the same. I don't think they will go anywhere, but I think if, like you say, if it was going to be anybody, it'd be Matthews. I'd, I'd imagine the pressure that he's under in Toronto must be fairly unbearable and something that probably uh, none of us want. Right now, um, most New Zealanders will watch a game of ice hockey, uh, particularly the NHL, um, and there will be complaints about, I can't see the puck, it's going too fast, or how do you know where to look next and that type of stuff. So if uh, somebody you knew was brand new to the game of hockey and watching it on TV before they came and watched the real stuff, the NZIHL um, in person, what would you suggest to them, AJ, three tips that you'd give them for watching their first game of ice hockey on TV? Uh, for watching it on TV, I guess just, you know, pay attention to how, how fast it is, how fast the sport is. And then once you go and watch it live, see how much faster it even seems when you're in the building. Yeah. Um, they used to do a cool thing. I think it was maybe on Fox back in the day where they had like a streak that followed the puck around the ice. Mm -hmm. And that was, it was kind of a little bit tacky then, but I, I think they'd probably have technology where they could maybe do something like that again. I think that would be pretty cool for, for people who don't, who haven't watched the game before. Um, and other than that, you know, it's, it's hard when you're watching it on TV to get all the rules right away. So yeah. You might have to look up some of the rules just so you know what, uh, or sorry, icing is and what offside is and everything like that. I'm going to come back to you and get you to explain the offside rule to us because that's the one that causes most of the problems. My friends are like, there's no way that guy was offside. He was like in his own line. I'm like, Hang on for a second. Uh, we, Justin, have, we have some 11-year-olds that can explain it pretty good right now because they just <laughs> they just stopped playing um, nice. full ice for the first time. So That's they were awesome. pretty quick what offside was. Yeah, if they yeah. can't score goals, yeah, disappointment. Uh, <laughs> Justin, what would you suggest? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the issue is following the puck, that little, little rubber thing that moves around quite quickly. But um, what I say to that is imagine being on a twist knob TV with bunny ears that has tinfoil attaching and we don't have the HD that we, we have today. Um, I tell you, trying to find the puck uh, on some of those hockey night in Canada days growing up was pretty tough, even for someone who played hockey. So, um, and I do remember when, when the NHL was experimenting with, or, or whatever the, the network was, was experimenting with the, the, the streaks that would follow the puck and it would turn red when the puck was moving fast and blue and it was just sort of moving normally. Um, I, I would say like, you know, as much as you want to be watching the puck, like if, if you look that, and it's hard, hard if you don't know how the game flows, but if mm -hmm. you start looking like the, there's, there's little, little automatics that tend to happen out there. And it's so, so look one step ahead of the puck um, and, and yeah, try to follow the play that way. I mean, again, it's, it's hard if you're not sure how things are meant to develop, but um, uh, yeah, other, other than that, learn the rules, as AJ said, um, as best you can. Uh, listen to the commentary you'll get a lot of little um, nuggets and, and bits of advice and learnings from from the people who are calling it um, and and yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah especially for uh, our buddy Helen Murray um, I find that some of the female commentators when they're talking about the game they actually can relate uh, to the viewers a lot better because they're having to break it down or it must be either their coaching style or something else but some of those female commentators or comments uh, people seem to just be a little bit better at sort of they're doing this for this reason where I think some of the the ex-pro NHL players are like uh, they're just doing that because that's what you do in that situation so um, AJ do you want to explain the offside rule to us just briefly yeah yeah kind of uh, this is as simple as I tried to make it for those kids that were starting yeah. um, the puck has to go over the offensive blue line before you're allowed to go over the offensive blue line yeah yeah and uh, sometimes <laughs> it can come down to literally millimeters you can see it on the slow-mo uh, when you're watching the game so that's all good last question for you and for some people this will be the biggest hockey question of the year and it's not on your list who makes the ea sports cover for the nhl video game this year because i know that there's been a number of people say austin matthews has been on that twice now and he's won let's apart from the Hart memorial trophy he hasn't won that Stanley Cup. So, AJ, who have you got on the front cover of the EA Sports Ice Hockey game? I I don't know. I have to think about that. Oh, okay. Who was, on it, who was on it? Who was on it last year? I think it was Zegris and someone else. There was yeah. two, right? Oh, yeah, a female yeah. player. Yeah, it was a female so player. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with Makar. Ooh, Kale Makar. He yeah. hasn't been on it yet, has he? Not that I think. Of. No, not that I know of. Yep. No, AJ, who have you got? I think I'll have to go with um, McKinnon then. 
Nice. Nathan McKinnon. Nice. And for me, I think I'm going to chance my arm here and go, they've given Matthews to, so I suspect that it's probably going to go to either McDavid or Ovechkin. Because do you think that Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's record this season? Um, not this season, I don't think. He'd have to put up quite a few. I think he's got two more seasons to to stay on his scoring rate, um, yep. and then he could he could do it. But yeah, all good. Okay, now the N- NZIHL has finished. Uh, commiserations, Justin. I know that you'll be back there next year. Uh, and AJ, I know that the marker will get a full season in next year. Now that COVID has kind of disappeared away from us, uh, what's the off season look like for you guys? You're obviously taking a couple of week weeks out, but when's the training start kicking in for next season? So I, um, yeah, having just wrapped up last weekend, um, still licking the wounds a little bit. Um, it's, you know, you, you, it's one of those things where once it's finally done, you kind of allow your body to feel some of the pain you might've just been pushing through the whole time. So, um, for me, there's, there's usually just a week of, of literally not doing anything physical, letting the body recover. Um, and if I have any, any, you know, more serious things to, to shore up, I won't get back to training till I feel good. Um, but, uh, you know, already, already toying with the idea going for a run and just try, try not to let it slip because the older you get, the harder it is to get it back. So, um, I'll, I'll likely get back into training. Um, I'm going to go skate tomorrow morning, actually have a little scrimmage and have some fun. Um, and then I'll, I'll get back to sort of more of a, a workout routine come Monday. So Great. not too much time off because no, no. it's, it's yeah. hard, to, hard to get it back. So, yeah. So they tell me, good thing I'm only 26. Uh, AJ, <laughs> what, what about you? Well, look, we still have a lot of hockey stuff on in the off season. Um, you know, a lot of our kids programs still run. And then this is really when all the national team stuff starts because it's kind of more focused on the Northern hemisphere. So we have a lot of our national teams for New Zealand that will travel away. Like Justin will go with under twenties, me with under 18s. So we do have triple star camps coming up and national team um, camps coming up as well. So that's kind of, really what the off season will look like for, for us a little bit. And I guess that's not really an off season, but it's something different. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Just back on the NHL cover too. It was Trevor Zegers and Sarah nurse that were on the cover. So there you go. There's, maybe, there's maybe it's going to be two. Yeah. Maybe well, two people again. Yeah. And that would figure, I mean, they've done that with FIFA and a few other games as well. So that would make Huberto Markstrom. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Love you, love your work, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, gents, that's awesome. Uh, thank you very much for your time because I know that you're both busy. I uh, appreciate your picks. Uh, and uh, hopefully, if you're listening, um, you'll take this away. You'll uh, next time you come and watch an NZIHL game, you'll be able to hold a sign up that says AJ the Leafs. Are you kidding? Or Justin, are you kidding me? The Flames they didn't even make it past round one, which they will. They will, Justin. They will. Uh, yeah, so appreciate your time and your expertise. And we will catch you up next one. Thank you very much, gents. Thanks, Thanks, Brian. Brian. Okay, so my great pleasure to introduce one of the very good friends of the Cappuccino podcast, uh, the e-bug himself, Mr. David Ayers, who's going to come along. And after we've listened to AJ Spiller and Justin Daigle's picks, both of whom are local stars in the NZIHL for you, Dave. They play for, uh, Justin plays for the uh, Western Auckland Admirals and AJ Spiller plays for uh, my favourite New Zealand team, the Auckland Marco. Um, Strangely enough, uh, AJ's from Winnipeg. And Justin's from Calgary. So there you go. Canadians, you guys get worldwide. What's that all about? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, let's go all over the place. Let's go with the first one. Who are your teams, just to keep a sort of a lazy eye on this season for interest sake? Uh, you know what? I think, well, I think Montreal could be one that kind of surprises people. I mean, they've made a couple of little pickups there that I think people are going to be surprised on. Me, I mean, not that I, uh, I'm a huge fan of the Flames, but I think the Flames are going to be a, a good a good team to watch. Uh, a couple of good picks, but uh, good Calgary team. Um, I, I'd like to say someone else. I mean, I think I'd like to see Dallas kind of step it up. I mean, a couple of the guys, like Tyler Sagan, I think he, he deserves a good season. So I'd like to see him and, and the Stars step it up too. Perfect. Uh, and you've had my choices and the people have listened to mine, but... We'll say it again, the Senators, because I'm just a massive Cam Talbot fan. Uh, everywhere he goes, he seems to do really well, but he never cracks the skylight, so to speak. Uh, the Flames, Arizona, um, even the Leafs, uh, they've got some new goaltenders in there, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. 
and obviously the Arizona Coyotes, because the only way that those guys can go is up, you'd hope. Um, who are your players to keep an eye on in this season? Just random from all over the league. I don't... So keeping an eye on guys, I, I mean, obviously someone I think is going to be is, do well is Matthews. I think, you know, people are looking at him already, but I think he's got more potential than he already is showing people. Um, but I think that new kid from Montreal, that new uh, new draft pick that they, they picked up, I think he's, uh, you know, he was good uh, in the rookie kind of camp that they have. He's not doing the best right now, but I think he's going to come along. Um, yeah, I... It's a tough one. I mean, there's going to be so many guys. Like McKinnon, obviously, is going to do well. I think Kadri's going to do really well uh, in Calgary. So those are the kind of guys you need to keep your eyes on. Who's going to be the worst team in the upcoming season? Or the worst teams, I should say. Don't you dare say Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I, will not, I will not say Calgary. I think Vancouver's going to struggle this year. Um, I think LA is probably going to struggle this year as well. Uh, and then Columbus, I mean, as bad as it sounds, I don't think they're going to do a very good job this year either. Yeah. Uh, who's the first team to lose their GM, do you think? Oh, good question. I mean, if the Leafs don't come out of the gate hot, that's going to be a tough sell to keep Dubas around. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing. Do you lose Dubas or do you lose Sheldon right away uh, there? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's my, that's my pick before i mean obviously they haven't won a cup in years upon years right since black and white tv so yeah i mean you've cre- if you've created this team with all these players in it uh and you've given them everything they could possibly do and all of a sudden you know they can't pull it off i mean someone's got to go and it's not gonna be the players no uh okay so here's the 64 million dollar question and i ask you this because you've been closer to that organization than pretty much anybody i know what have the leafs got to do to go past round one they need uh, they need more players that have actually won the cup and been through the grind more than once. I mean, Murray has won it. Me personally think that you know he had quite the team in front of him, um, and he came in and when he won. So I don't think that's going to be the answer. But I think they're going to need to have some 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 guys that come in, even like a, a Corey Perry style guy who's been around the league. Um, just something like that, something with the grit, something with the heart that, you know, guys are going to block shots. If you watch the Leafs in the playoffs, they don't block a lot of shots. If you watch Tampa Bay in the playoffs, these guys are blocking everything, walking around on one foot. So mm-hmm. we need more, I think you need more warriors and talent. Yeah, and just to give us some idea, like I always say to people um, here in New Zealand because they don't really have any idea, the only way I can liken it, uh, the pressure that the Leafs are on under is pretty much like our national rugby team, the All Blacks. Every time the Leafs hit the ice, they're expected to win. They're expected to win well. Um, and if they don't win well, then people start looking at them again. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe that guy should get traded and everything else. I mean, Leafs fans would probably have to be the most fanatical in the game. Would that be fair? Oh, 100%. And I've talked to a lot of the players that play for Toronto and that used to play for Toronto. Then they even admit that the pressure of the media and the fans, I mean, it gets to you. You're, the expectation you have when going to Toronto to play there is huge. Yeah. Um, they haven't won in so long. It's one of the franchises that everybody in the world knows when it comes to hockey. Um, and it's just, you go in that room, and I remember them saying, the coaches and GM, they all say the same thing. We'll give you every single tool you need to succeed. And if you can't succeed with every single thing we give you, then it's on you. So these guys have a lot of pressure on their shoulders. It is fun. I mean, they do make it fun at times uh, to be with the Leafs. It's also very serious. But I think if they win a cup, it, that seriousness may come down a notch or two, finally. Yeah. Um, but they 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 really need to win, and it's it's a tough place to play. All right. Uh, what have the Oilers got to do to win a Stanley Cup? Because their roster's changed uh, a little bit. They have changed quite a bit. I, I think they're close, to be honest with you. Um, I watched Campbell last night kind of, you know, flailing around a little bit. I mean, once he settles in, he'll be good. Um, he's got a couple guys on the team that he, he's known to, so uh, I think he'll be fine that way. Um, they're they're very similar to, to the Leafs, though. They need better D. Um, they really need to step up their D and their play in front of Campbell. I mean, he can only do so much. 
Uh, and then they've got, you know, McDavid up front, who's, you know, the guy's unstoppable. As long as he can stay healthy and the rest of the guys can stay healthy, I think they're they're on the right track. Yeah. Now, just an interesting fact, and I mentioned this before, and both the guys went, ooh. So Jack Campbell couldn't get the Leafs past the first round. He's never started in more than 49 games. And his backup at the Oilers is fairly inexperienced. So Edmonton's D is actually worse than the Leafs. So that's going to go one of two ways, isn't it? He's either going to have to stand on his head or it's going to go south really fast. Yeah. Um, and I think he, he can, if he stays healthy, I mean, he, he'll he be fine. But he that's a that's a big ask, right? I mean, he's only played 49, 50 games. That's a big ask for him to go any further than that. Yeah. Um, so playoffs are all about momentum. Uh, and you very often, I have friends who have different theories. I don't take, don't worry about games one or two or anything else. And that, block of seven games in, that, in the playoffs, which is the most important game for you? For me, it's game three, because if you're 2-0 up, three, then you're probably going to carry on. But if you're 2-0 if you're two, yeah. two down, you win one, momentum starts again. Which one is it for you? I think game one. Um, game one's huge. You win game one, especially if you're home ice, game one. Um, that's, that's massive, because then you get the momentum into two. And if you can win two... Um, they kind of they always say the two zero lead, whether it's in the series or in a, in the game, it's the worst lead to have in hockey. Uh, but I think if you can go up two zero in the playoffs, that's a lot of pressure on the other team to battle back because they know if they lose the next one, they're done. Right? If they go down three zero, they're in trouble. But if you can get that momentum rolling off of game one, and then you end up taking game two as well, I mean, if you hit game three, like you said, game three is important. But I think the momentum start is in game one and really get that done because a lot of teams, if they lose the first game of the series. They're kind of like, you know, a little bit of the air comes out of the balloon. So, and then you got to try and pump that back up. But if you uh, if you put extra air in the balloon right away, I mean, it's hard to take that away. Boom. There you go. That's, I, I've just got to say this. That's that's quite rich coming from you about having a good start in the hockey game. That's all I'll say about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm notoriously <laughs> slow playing hockey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'm not a good is. starter. <laughs> yeah, I, I just casting my mind back to your biggest game. And yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, you know, uh, that's all right. Which way would you like to go? Do you want to go for the biggest call to start off with or do you want to go for the smaller stuff? Let's go with the smaller. Okay, all right. So let's go for uh, who wins the... Who's who gets the draft pick this year? And we know who's going to be number one. It's obviously the Montreal Canadiens. But who do you think is going to be the, the number one pick for them? Oh, like which player? Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Connor. I had Connor Bedard. Apparently, yeah, Bedard for, for sure. Yeah, I think. Okay, all right. He's going to be number one, right? I think, yeah. but. I haven't really t- tracked any of the the European players. I know there's a lot of really good ones coming out of there, but yeah. I mean, Bernard's obviously in the spotlight, so you know we'll see. Okay, the Calder Trophy for the most proficient in the first year of competition. Who wins that? Do you think? <sighs> Either that new kid from uh, from Montreal who's going to play really well, but I, I I'm like you. I have my eye on Owen Power, which is uh, a very good kid. He trains at a place where I used to train all the time. And I know the guy who trains him, um, Dan, he's a really good dude. And I know that Owen puts a lot of work in. I see his videos all the time. So I can see him uh, having a good year. Who wins the Jim Gregory general manager of the year? And uh, this is an absolute no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with, with it, but I think, uh, I think you're going to have to go Sackick maybe, yeah. I think. He'll be a good one. Maybe Stevie Eiserman too. I think those two guys really have to they they have, they have to prove that you know they're they're still there. They're still competitive. So I think they're going to have to make moves throughout the year. Uh, now here's the big one, uh, the one that I probably keep an eye on more than anything else in the competition. The best goalie is voted by the general manager of all the NHL clubs, the Vizinia Trophy. Who do you think is going to win it? I think uh, Bobrovsky is going to win it this year. He's had a couple off-ish years. I mean, played a little bit better last year, but he's got so much talent. So I think him, uh, Vasilevsky, obviously is you know a pretty good pick. Mm. But I think it's either one of those two guys. I know you like Markstrom, and I know you think he's going to have a year, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll um, see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That's all good. By the time, by the he's time, a good I, goalie. 
Yeah, by the time we get up there in February, I'll, I'll either be eating humble pie or dancing <laughs> outside your gate. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Jack Adams Award. The coach has contributed the most to his team's success. Uh, who do you think it's going to be? I had two. I had, obviously, your old friend, uh, Rob yeah. B. Rindamore from the Hurricanes or Daryl Sutter yeah. from the Flames, who's just overnight apparently signed a, another huge deal. Um, so who, who for you, who was it? I think it's Rod's time. I mean, you know, being in the dressing room and just kind of listening to his speeches and then following by and listening to the guys that have been under him as players and even guys that are, you know, beside him now that they talk about how great he is of a, of a human, a coach. So I think he's going to be uh, going to be the guy. I think Carolina's going to have a great team this year and I think he's going to lead the way. Yeah, it always speaks volumes when other teams' fans go, man, I wish we had that guy as a coach or that guy seems like an amazing human. And everything I see yeah. from him, and look, let's be honest, that's only the ESPN and the YouTube stuff, but he always just seems like an, an amazing human being. Um, mm -hmm. The Hart Memorial Trophy, the regular season MVP, who, who picks this up? I'm going with Austin Matthews this year. Um, after having quite the season last year, I think he's, like I said, I've been on the ice with him many times. He's a great guy. He's got so much talent, and he works so hard in practices trying to get better every single day. Uh, I just don't think that he's peaked yet. So I think, look out, he's going to be in the 65 goal range this year. Boom. Uh, the Clarence Campbell playoff champion in the Western Conference. I'll give you three picks because, like I said to the other two, I think just one pick is a little bit unfair. Um, it's like throwing a dart at a dartboard. So who have you got? I don't need three picks. I Ooh. think that my the top team out there is going to be the Flames. Uh, but I also don't think they're going to make it past the first round. So I, <laughs> I do have, I have faith in the fact that they're going to have a really good team and they're going to do well and they're going to, they're going to light it up, but I think they're going to stumble in the playoffs. Ooh, there you go. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Prince of Wales playoff champs in the Eastern conference. I think I know which way this is going to go. Yep. Uh, actually it's another, another thing, which I think is exactly the same. I think the Leafs are going to win that. Um, I think they're going to have a stellar year. I mean, they may have to pick up another goalie, uh, depending on how it works. But if they do, uh, and they can kind of pick up a bit of a stud as a goalie, or Murray uh, really stands on his head this year, I think they're going to do well. But I also don't think that – I predict the Leafs are going to make it to the second round and, and lose in the second round. But um, I, I think they're going to have a great regular season. Hmm. All right. Okay. The President's Cup, the club with the best overall record during the regular season. Who have you got? I got the Panthers. Hmm, there you uh, go. I think the Panthers are going to have a great uh, a great season as well. I mean, obviously, if Bobrovsky has the Vesna in hand and he plays well, they're going to have a they're going to have a good season. I also don't think they're going to pull through in the playoffs either. All right. So three questions before we get to the big one. Uh, ones that I didn't ask you. So the first one is this. If the Oilers or the Leafs, and we've, we've both kind of agreed that we don't think they'll go any further than maybe the second round. If the Oilers or the Leafs don't go any further than the second round, who's the first to leave the franchise? Is it Matthews to leave from the Leafs or is it McDavid to leave from the Oilers and go and find a new team? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I know McDavid's got his place out there and he's kind of settled into Edmonton and you know it's got some good players on the team that are good buddies. I know they all do the same thing. But I think Matthews, to be honest, I think he's going to go... My thoughts are he goes to the Rangers. Um, I don't think he'll go to Arizona with a small rink. I mean, if they do big, get the bigger rink built up and stuff, I think he'll end up going home. Everybody wants to go home and play mm -hmm. eventually. Um, but I think uh, he goes somewhere like L.A. or New York. I think he's going to go somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, and for some people, this will be the biggest thing to do with hockey all year. Um, who makes the EA NHL, I guess it'll be the 2024, cover? Uh, last year we had a female and a male player. Um, so who do you, mm -hmm. and they probably, they may probably uh, do that again, which is a good thing. But who, who do you think is the NHL player that makes the cover? Uh, I think it's going to be a goalie this year and um good question i think it's going to be wh whatever goalie plays well so you know my thought would be someone like Bobrovsky or someone like vasilevsky i mean the guys won cups and 
all that kind of stuff. But I do, I agree. I think they're going to go male, female. So if say the women's national team, Canadian or US or whoever ends up being the world champs this year, I think they're going to pull somebody off of that team for the females. And I think for the men's uh, NHL guy, it's going to be somebody whose team ends up either winning or coming very close to winning. Yeah. Okay. Right now. So you personally, I know this, you used to be a Bruins fan when you were a kid. You've played for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, mm-hmm. You used to play, well, are you still playing for the Marlies? Are you just there and sort of... Nope. Okay. Done now. Okay. You used to play for the Marlies, which is, uh, for our listeners, is sort of the backup team to the Leafs, right? Um, so, if the Hurricanes and the Leafs are playing, who is David Ayers supporting? Because I know that you're... <laughs> yeah. How did I know you were going to ask me this question? <laughs> I had a <laughs> yeah. funny feeling this was coming out. Um, Will he ever, ever hit I like the them both. I mean, uh, yeah, there's some guys that aren't the least that I, you know, I got along with really well and uh, equipment staff and players and stuff like that. So I'd love to see the Leafs win. Um, so that would be good. And I'd also like to see the Hurricanes win. I'd go to either one of the parades, to be honest with you. I yeah. mean, if either one of those two teams won, I'd go to the parade. Yeah, there you go. That, that, yeah, good work. Okay, all right. So that's that's that taken care of. Right here we go. So. Um, the Stanley Cup. Who have you got winning the Stanley Cup this year? Well, it kind of goes with your question that you just asked me, but I got the Canes winning the Stanley Cup this year. Nice. Um, I just think that Freddie Anderson is going to have a year. Um, he's going to play really well. I mean, he was my second thought to the Vesna with Barofsky, so I think it's whatever team's going to come out better is what one of the two goalies is going to win it, but uh, I think he's going to have a good year. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, and the Canes have, you know, they've picked up some good guys. I think that they're younger guys who are their stars. Aho, Svachnikov, I think those guys are going to have a year. This year they're going to start, you know, really picking up. They're starting to mature and they know what's expected of them. So I think that Rod's going to lead these guys to a, to a victory. Yeah, my big thing is that you've always got, I think this is my mentality with all sports, is that you have to lose one to win one. And they have lost a couple and they've had some really good regular seasons in the last two or three seasons, I guess. Um, and it's all been a bit up in the air with COVID, but uh, yeah, I, I like I said, they, I had them bracketed, so I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Now, lots of New Zealanders when the NHL starts off, they watch it and go, "I can't watch it; it's too fast for me. I've got no idea where the puck's going. Um, what the hell is that all about?" I had AJ and Justin try and explain the offside rule to me, but if we were going to start watching hockey in New Zealand, and I know that some people will probably listen to this podcast and go, "Yeah, I'm going to give it a go." Um, what would be one or two tips that you'd recommend to people when they start watching hockey so they've got some idea? Um, well, I mean, the offside rule is is a smart one because people get caught a lot with the offside and people also get caught a lot with the icing rule. So I think when you're watching a new sport, the, the main question for people is like, what happened? Why did they blow in the whistle? Yeah. Right? And I think offsides are probably – offsides and icings are probably the two main reasons why they – blow the whistle in hockey other than you know the goalie covering the puck or or whatnot but um in the standard stuff the puck goes out of the rink i mean that's kind of you know everyone kind of sees that happening mm-hmm. but yeah i think the offsides and the icing rule um and i think there's just people that are watching it's like you don't have to worry so much about strategy when you're watching hockey just follow the puck yeah and and basically watch the guys hit each other and skate fast i mean the shots are fun to watch a lot of the goalie saves i mean people look at goalies and they say oh that's an easy job and i always say that to people they tell me that being a goalie my whole life was easy i said you can you tell my knees that right now yeah i mean can you tell all the injuries and broken bones i had from taking pucks off the body um i said also i'll give you my equipment for an hour and i'll put you in a practice you know with 10 year olds you tell me how tired you are after going with 10 year olds try you know seven or eight years with nhl and ahl players uh, and see how your body feels afterwards. So uh, just watch the athleticism of some of those goalies out there too. Yeah, because it's uh, quite amazing. I, the, like even in New Zealand, we I have lots of my friends, that, uh, they know I'm a goalie fanatic, but they uh, will look at it and go, man, can those goalies even skate? And we've seen, rec- <laughs> we've seen recently some of the NHL guys have been caught pirouetting and doing one, one-legged jumps and the such like, and they're like, holy, yes, they can skate. Yep, so yeah, so all good. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm a pretty good skater myself. I mean, I believe in it when I'm coaching my goalies and stuff like that. I believe that these kids need to learn how to skate. They got they have to be solid on their skates. They have to learn how to use their edges properly. Um, 
So anyone who's who's goalie coaching, I think that's one of for me. That's one of the biggest things. I mean, sure, anybody can kind of go up and down. I, it, it's not easy. You're fighting gravity all the time, obviously. But if you're good on your edges and you know what you're doing with your skates, you don't have to constantly flop all over the ice. So yeah. um, it's that quick movement. You're a fan of standing, aren't you? Rather than dropping and going from there. Well, now so now more so because I'm old. But I mean, <laughs> when I started, when I started as a goalie. The stand-up game was that was pretty much it, right? I mean, it didn't come into the hybrid game until I was probably in my teens or early twenties, and guys started going down and doing more butterfly stuff. And uh, I remember starting with the Marlies guys, and I was out doing some goalie coaching. Like they were, we had the goalie coach out there, and he was showing these guys how to, you know, slide and cover the post, and you know, all these different things. And and I'm like, well, this isn't what I was taught when I was ten. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a lot different to train yourself, you know, twenty years later on how to do something differently. Um, and now, you know, I remember being in practice one day and, and Tavares has said to me, he's like, sometimes it's hard to score. And he said that Marty Brodeur was, was a guy that he had a hard time scoring on because he was the last of the kind of hybrid goalie mm-hmm. uh, where you're used to having these goalies drop down and all you can you have to do is shoot it over their shoulder. He said Brodeur would stand up and he had the patience to stand there. And I would try and shoot a glove hand and he would just catch it and that was it, right? Or his blocker and he would blocker it away. It was, he made it seem easy but because it was different than any other types of goalies. So when I'm training goalies now, I, I teach them patience and stay, stay up as long as you can because gravity is going to help you fall. It's not going to help you stand back up, right? So I always teach them patience. Clearly, you've seen me ice skating. Uh, gravity will help you. Yeah. yeah, that's all good. <laughs> yes. So that's all good. All right. So we are done, my friend. Thank you very much indeed for your time because I know that you're extremely busy. Uh, everything You've had everything this week from glass uh, at the rink issues to a uh, hockey game yourself. So that's all good. So appreciate yeah, your yeah. time. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy while for me, actually. Especially yeah. with coaching the Port Perry junior team and all that kind of stuff too, which is amazing. Um, yeah, how's yeah, it going for you, Dave? How's your, how's your coaching it's, going? It's good. We got 10 new players on the team. So we made quite a bit of a difference on that team from last year. I mean, they were, they struggled a little bit last year. Uh, right now we're 500. We're in third place, so we're we're getting to buy into our system, and we have a lot of fun when I'm playing. I always tell them before every game, I you know ask them what they want to do, and I tell them what I want them to do during the game, and I get their feedback. And um, the last thing I say before we go on the ice is, "Hey, we're all here to have fun. This is a game of hockey. We love to play. Let's go out there and have fun while we're playing." So that's what I always say before I go out there, and these guys are buying into it. I mean, they're 17 years old to 21 years old, so. Um, it's quite a difference in ages for those guys. Some of the younger ones have some things to learn, but the older guys are teaching them pretty well. And I love it. I mean, I love, I love coaching now that my body says no to playing all the time. So uh, it's good to be able to give back, right? Yeah, give it a couple of years, and then your body will just go. Actually, you know what? Coaching's the way I want to go. Yep, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. it, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so if we can follow you on social media, where do we go? Uh, David Ayers on, on, uh, Instagram. Um, and then I've got my bug life stuff, which you're wearing your bug life t-shirt. I am wearing my right bug now. life t-shirt. Yep. Uh, the backup goalie life stuff. Actually, I got new, uh, hoodies coming. Did you see those? The, I saw, the, yeah. The, the ladies hoodies, um, they were kind of asking for different colors other than black and gray. So we've got some, uh, fuchsia and some baby blue coming within the next two, uh, two weeks or so. So watch out for those. Those are going to be really Really comfy. It's hoodie season, right? So, Perfect. especially okay. up here, I know you guys are getting ready for the heat down there, but I mean, it's uh, it's getting cold here right now. Like I gotta be honest, uh, and without blowing smoke, you know where uh, I have a Bugs Life sweatshirt, and it's the most comfortable sweatshirt I have ever worn. I'm wearing it all all the time. Uh, although some people in New Zealand, and you'll you'll find this kind of funny, they walk past and go, "Bugs Life." I saw that movie. It was pretty funny, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "No, no, no, yeah." So. Uh, I had I had one of my buddies, his daughter saw his his twenty two and she's like, Dad, where did you get that? I want that. I watched the movie, it was awesome. So he's like, Can you <laughs> yeah. get like a, can you get little kids hoodies or something like that? My daughter wants a wants a hoodie because she thinks it's the movie, but <laughs> we'll let her wear it anyway. It's fake marketing. <laughs> so <laughs> they are comfortable. I mean, every not one person I've ever met that's that has one of these hoodies has said they're oh, those hoodies are terrible. They're not comfortable. They are the most comfortable hoodie and you can wash them a hundred times and the inside of it still stays, stays oh, really yeah. comfortable so yeah yeah not wrong uh, yeah, great great. so go and follow uh dave at david ears on instagram go and check out 
uh, Bug Life on Instagram as well, um, and you'll be able to see his range there. If you know some friends in Canada, you may be able to even get them to ship it over for you. Thanks for listening. But please do Constable Brian and I a favour and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Coppuccino podcast. Real people, real stories.